Guys, we're back. It's Jordan Callis here, State Shifters Podcast. Uh, special episode here. It's uh, finally reconnected with Josh Collins, who the people who have been listening since day one, Josh and I were you know, the ones who came together to create the podcast. And it was a special moment because when we made the podcast, it was um, an idea that I had with him while I was uh, on my way over to Canada, I stopped into Sydney to visit Josh. He'd just recently moved out to Sydney. I'd just embarked on my journey away from Australia out to Toronto. Um, and now we've since reunited back here in Perth, um, where we grew up, um, back at my the house where I grew up in. And, and it's really where me and him shared a lot of our um, early childhood memories. Uh, and this was a really special moment. We got to come back, reflect on the past couple of years, the lessons we've learned since both living in, in big cities and really the insights that we've had, you know, observing how we've shifted and observing how other people go about living their lives. And there's a lot of value in this one. I'm excited to, to share it with you guys. So, um, yeah, tune in. You're going to enjoy. Um, final request before we start. If you want to follow along with more of what Josh is up to, check him out on Instagram um, at jcole and um, give this po- give the podcast a, a subscription if you're up for it on iTunes. There's a bunch more episodes coming out and would love to keep you up to date with uh, all the stuff that's coming through. So enjoy this one, guys, and um, we'll see you in the next episode. All right, cool. go. Welcome back, mate. You're back in Perth. Yeah, mate. It's what good a, to be what here. a pleasure. I know. It's uh, it's been a few episodes since our last conversation, man. No, I was thinking, I was thinking about it this morning. Actually, I think it's been a, I think it's been, it must have been a what a year, a year, over a year. Well, I was September, reflecting, brother. September last year. It's uh, I started the podcast back in 2017. Yeah. Um, and the idea of the podcast came about as I was leaving. Australia to go to Canada I stopped in Sydney to visit you yeah and I remember st- saying to you we should start a podcast we're having these conversations and yeah. we should do a podcast and I started it and if anyone who's been here since day one the first what six seven episodes was just me and you having yeah conversations so it's great to be back home uh doing our first in-person episode in Australia and the old stomping ground as the well, old stomping yeah. ground yeah freedom away yeah I mean mate it's uh good to be back in Perth yeah how you feel? How's it feel being back in Perth? You've been living in Sydney the past couple of years. How does it feel? Oh, uh, mate, it's it's surreal. I, I was I was chatting about this morning. Mm. The thing I didn't I like I think I forgot living over there is how much love I have while I'm here. Mm. Like like going down going down seeing my family like down south here all the friends I have just feel so overwhelmed, man. So overwhelmed with like like the amount of love that I get. That's something I'd forgotten. I think become too complacent like just living my day-to-day like like routine life in sydney and uh yeah that's the thing this yeah it's so good to be back yeah even if it's short-lived and we've both come from big cities mate yeah sydney toronto we both return home to perth what have you noticed is the main distinction the main difference oh at the moment there's, yeah. bloody, there's no smoke around smoke, yeah. sydney's covered in smoke yeah. but the um i think it's just the, the, the quiet man the quiet just went down to went down to albany like even where like out where mum and dad live like it's just you just go at the back and it's just like there's nothing mm. like and it, yeah like you just have even just that little bit of silence you have so much more time just to like switch off something that something that you think yeah I take for granted what like while I used to be here where where, where I live in particular like near a highway 
on the airport line, just there's a constant like ringing, mm. like background noise that you just get used to. And then you don't realize until it's quiet or you're like, holy crap, like I can actually think again. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know. You, you were living on the highway. You probably got a bit of that as well. Yeah. When I was in the condo, man, that constant hum of like an air conditioner or yeah. some sort of, yeah, being in a, in a tower, like condo tower, there's always some sort of noise going on. So mm. yeah, definitely nice to be back hearing some natural sounds of some winds blowing yep. in, in the trees and it's beautiful, man. I, it's, it's a time yeah, for me. I feel like you get there's there's more time. Yeah. Being back here, everything seems very fast paced yep. in Toronto, which makes you feel like you don't have time because mm. you get sucked up into that energy, right? Yeah. There's a especially when everyone mm. around you is like, everyone around you is bustling, or everyone like, it seems like no one's like. Actually, the other thing is people are friendlier, man. People are friendlier. Mm. Like, mm. like I, I think people are too caught up in like what they're doing or like. We've spoken about it before. It's like task orientation. It's like one thing. Taskless like, consciousness. Yeah. yeah. It's like one thing's finished. Yeah. What's the next thing? Like next thing done. What's the next thing? It's like people don't like people have become task orientated rather than like experience oriented. Like just, there's just like one thing after the other rather than like just experiencing the one moment. Like, mm. And you come back here, people are more relaxed. They're like, they seem like, I don't know, seem like they're actually enjoying the like the time they have more rather than... Mm rather than like completing a task and moving on. Yeah. I noticed that a lot as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's great that we've got to experience living in a, in a busy city yep. with the privilege of growing up in Perth, oh, a slower man. city. Uh, for some people, you know, maybe they've only ever experienced living in a big city. Yep. Yeah. I was actually, yeah. I, that's been a good point. I was just, cause I just came back from the Philippines and there's 25 million people in Manila, mm. like the whole population of Australia in one city. Damn. And the people I was there with were saying, like, the locals don't like silence. Like, they get freaked out by silence because they've never had it before. Like, they're, like that, was, that was a next level. Like, you're on the street and you actually have to shout to the person next to you. Like, it's so loud. Jeez. And they're like, you get, there's people there that they come to, like, they've been to Sydney or they've been to, like, I don't know, somewhere else around the world that's not quite as busy, but busy by our perspective. And they get freaked out by the silence. Jeez. And like, it's just uh, like, I don't know, it's, the world's only as big as you make it, you know? Like, it's as big as your bubble. Yeah. What do you think that means? If, if, you, if you're someone who gets freaked out by silence, you know, if you have, if you struggle to be at home by yourself, or you struggle to spend time alone in the solitude of your own thoughts, what do you, you know, I, I'm curious to get your opinion on, what, what do you think that's an indication of? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good question. Who's that? Who's that? What's that quote? That that math, the 16th century mathematician. Blaise Ma Pascal. Blaise Pascal. Yeah. Was it? All all man's problems mm. come from the fact that he can't sit alone in a room in silence. Yeah. Like I, I think it, I see it. I see you see it a lot in Sydney. I reckon you saw, probably saw it a lot in Toronto for as sure, well. For sure. People that are in those areas where there's like there's more things to do, there's constant distraction. Then people are. I think feel like constantly disconnected from like the underlying aspects of life because they're always living on the surface level distraction mm. like that. That's the task thing. It's like doing one thing and like it's, it's sensory. It's like, it feels good. You're stimulating your, your senses and then you move on to the next task, which is like doing the same thing again. It's either like a hit to the ego 
because you're succeeding, like you know, succeeding at something, or you're, or you're, you're stimulating your senses by something. But you're all the time, you know, people are getting more and more disconnected, and that being by themselves is like they're not used to that. They're not used to that. Like for me, I, I find it like some of the some of the best moments I ever had were just me sitting alone by mm. myself. But I feel like if you're not used to that, or you can't like you can't you can't do it, it's because there's this constant noise. Like there's constant noise in the back of your head that's become that's become attuned to that way of living. It's like I don't know. It's almost like I know, I know people are just like they they. So I think it's different for everyone. Some people I think it's like they can't do it because it feels like they're like not doing something is not. It's not moving them towards a goal or like success, and they feel like uneasy by that. It's like oh, I have to be. It's like that gain mentality. Like I always have to be gaining something in order to be better or like doing better um i think that's one aspect of it and then other aspects and it's just like that's what people are used to like mm. people are used to having to do things all the time or think th about things or s talk yeah i think i don't know i don't know why i don't know why people get freaked out by being quiet or mm. by, being by themselves yeah. know, what do you think oh uh, yeah i think it's distraction a lot of it people are addicted to the distraction from their own emotional pain mm. big cities are built around pulling your attention outside of you. you know, I, know, I, know, I know in Toronto, I I'm sure it's like this in Sydney, you go into a bar, the music's really loud, there's TV screens everywhere, you walk outside, there's, you're bombarded with advertisements, mm. loud noises in the city, your attention's constantly being pulled outside of you and I think people yeah. get addicted to that. Yeah. And that addiction results in a lack of awareness of what's underneath that's truly asking for your attention. Mm. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with that. The same thing you're talking about is the uh, police helicopter. Police helicopter. Damn. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the um, like the deficit mentality that we're mm. raised on. Mm. I think a lot of a lot of it like through the schooling educate like schooling system, like education system, like parenting conditioning. A lot of it's about like you're not good enough with what you're doing. You need to go and get something outside of yourself to make you better mm. and then you'll be whole again mm. and that's like that's a, like the like the whole testing system of school is like go and learn more so you can come back and be better or do better mm. or like this is wrong you need to do this in order, in order to be the, the a good person or like mm. a successful person in this world and people carry that with them their whole lives so it's like that going in is almost never the solution for people I feel like it's like the mentality is I like constant striving for something outside of themselves in mm. order to make themselves whole it's just like it's just mm. like lack of self love lack of self value because that's what they've been taught they've been mm. taught that they're themselves that like the way they are isn't good enough mm. and they need to gain in order to add but it's like a, it's a paradox because no matter how much you gain the mentality stays the same yeah. that's where you get all these people man that are like they're rich they're successful in the world, but they're so unhappy, so disconnected, and they don't know why. Mm. It's, it's just like, it's the thing, man. You gain and you gain and you gain, but the mentality always stays the same. You can never gain enough to make you happy. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for anyone who's listening who's experienced having like a goal or a, an objective or something in the future where you've gone, yeah, I want this. Mm. I want the money. I want the promotion. I want the house. I want that travel that holiday and then when you get you eventually get it it feels good for about 
a few moments. It feels good. You're like, yeah. sweet. I got the client or I got the holiday. I got the, the money. Yeah. And then instantly you go back to this feeling of, ah, there's something missing again. Yeah. And there'll always be something missing if you think the, the void can be filled from something outside of you. That's why the, if you're... There's n- on that though, there's nothing, there's no, I don't think there's anything wrong with goal setting mm. or like anything wrong with like striving to be better than you are now. As long as you still have the mentality that what you're going after will not inherently make you better. Like there's nothing wrong with like, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd like $10,000 more like a year because of, I want to be able to achieve this and this. As long as you're not attached to the result of that, being that the attachment to the result is that you're going to be better than before, then all of those things are good to have and nice to achieve, but not life dependent. They're not. They're not going to. They're not going to cause you to to increase your sense of identity, or mm. feel like you've achieved and, and are now better than you were before. It doesn't mean that they're not good to get or like nice to have. Mm. So I feel like it's a yeah. Sometimes there's a distinction there. I think the way to assess that is going back to the silence thing. Like if you spend time in silence and you notice what comes up, it's this it's feeling of not being enough. Usually it's feeling of not being enough. Mm. You know, and, and if that is something that you struggle to do is be... Uh, a lot of people I have conversations with who are too busy to meditate, too busy to sit, spend time in nature, too busy to reflect and journal. Mm. Like if you're someone who's always busy, what happens if you do the opposite? What comes up then? Yeah. And usually that's your indication of, okay, yeah, maybe I need to sit, slow down and be with this part of me that thinks that I don't have time to be with myself because mm. maybe that's the part of you that really wants attention and love. Yeah. Not the mind thinking that it's the the thing outside of you that you're trying to attain. That's yeah. a good, that's a, there's a lot of good points in there. Yeah. The one I, the one I always find is, is um, negative self-talk and like careless negative self-talk mm. and people I feel like people don't realise how much power their own word has oh, I love that like, I love this yeah and I hear I hear so many mm. people like I used to call a lot of people out on it and I think mm. I've stopped I've, st- I've stopped doing it as much but like just talking about themselves in a derogatory or like self-deprecating term I'm like what? don't talk about yourself like that like where did you learn that like who taught you that who, like someone's like oh I'm all I always do this. Like, I always mm. stuff this up. I'm like, who taught you that? Where did you, where, like, who taught you that you always stuff things up? And why do you believe it? You know what I mean? Mm. That's like, people don't realize how much, how much power their words have over oh. themselves. You know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of talk about like, don't, don't talk badly about other people. We don't talk badly about yourself. Mm. It's like learnt, it's like learnt negative self-belief. And it can be overcome just by f- by being conscious of the words that come out of your mouth. Yeah, I like how you brought this up because I'm in the middle of uh, finishing Tony Robbins' uh, "Unleash the Power Within." Yeah. Um, and I I, lo- I love Tony Robbins' book because he goes into detail around all these to create powerful, um, lasting change. One of the steps is the vocabulary you use. So mm. words are like the filter to which you experience life. Like if you're using words that limit the experience that you're having, then that is the emo- the, emo- the emo- a lot of our emotions are tied to the words we use. Mm. So if you're saying words like I, I don't like that, I hate this, I'm okay today, I'm 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 okay, I could be better. Think about how like how limiting these words are to what the vastness of a, an experience is. Yeah. So even just like I say to people, when you get on the phone, just 
someone says, hey, how you going? Just say, I'm fabulous. I'm fantastic. I'm amazing. (laughs) Because that is going to start to really... It changes it. Yeah. Like, even if to start with, you don't believe it. Yeah. Just do it anyway. 100%. Just do it anyway. Because it it has to start somewhere. I heard heard one that I started using was like changing your perspective at work from, oh, I had such a busy day to I had such a productive day. Mm. You know, it's the same thing. But it reframes it in a new way where it's like, I wasn't like, the, it's not the work versus me. Mm-hmm. It's me and the work. Like mm-hmm. I, I achieved that rather than it beat me down. Yeah. It's like just like little changes of language can affect your mood and your, and your emotions so much. Big one around there is, uh, is the, uh, oh, I've got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. What about I get to go to work tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I want to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, make the conscious decision that it's like, yeah, no one's forcing you to yeah. go up and go to work tomorrow. Like anything, anything to do with like, yeah, like, man, that's that's the big one for me. Like the choice, like choices, like our, our life is essentially a series of a billion choices. Mm. You know, what I mean? Just choice after choice after choice. Like I choose to sit here. I choose to talk to you. Mm. Like every morning, like so many people I go to work with are like, oh, like gets to Wednesday, like oh, I can't wait for it to be Friday. I like, like, ch- like change your change your perspective, like. It's what you always talk about, about the gratitude. Like, you know, I get to have a job. Like, I get to be around these people that, like, I get to have like, relationships with people I never would have met otherwise. You know what I mean? I get to work with a whole set of clients that do amazing things every day. Cha- reframing, reframing your, like, decision and your choice from I have to go to work to I am choosing to go to work all of a sudden elevates your mood because it's not, it's not being forced upon you anymore. Like taking personal responsibility for that choice and going, this is my choice to get up out of bed. I'm choosing to go to work. I don't have to. If I don't, then I deal with the consequences, but it's mm. still my choice to go. Mm. Man, that reframes everything. You like get all your power back. Oh man. Like you, 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 take, yeah, responsibility. you take responsibility. Yeah. You can, like the power is yours then. Yeah. Same thing as like you choose to leave. Choose to leave a job. It's your choice. No one kicked you out. Mm. Like... It's like life is literally just choice and consequence. That's it. You make a choice, there's, that's the consequence. And as soon as you take power from responsibility for all of those choices, the world's yours, man. The world's yours. It's great that you're bringing this up, dude. Because I, again, I'm reading Tony Robbins' book. <laughs> and it, State Shifters, the brand that I created, the inspiration came from Tony Robbins talking about choices and decisions. Yeah. And he said, the quality of your decisions are determined by the state that you're in. Mm. You make good decisions when you're in elevated states of emotion. You're in a state of joy, peace, gratitude, appreciation. You make good decisions in these places. But if you're angry, frustrated, depressed, anxious, the quality of your decisions in those states are usually detrimental to your future. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So state shifters was built around how can you shift your state in a when you're in a negative emotional state, yep. you're not in a good place to be making decisions. Yeah. So how can you then shift your state? Like what are the, what are the toolkit, the arsenal that you can use to process whatever it is that you're holding on to? Yep. Raise your energy into a place when you get up to a place where yeah, you're back in a you know what, oh man, you know what I find like Yeah. yeah. The thing I relate to in that is like elevated consciousness and decision making is based on love and the opposite is based on fear and you see that the more you the more you change your language 
you change, you reframe your perspective. All the choices you used to make that were based on fear, like I get up and go to work so I don't get fired. Like I do this, I work overtime so that I, so that I like I look good or I don't like this doesn't happen to me or this doesn't happen to me. It's all like very, like it's very um, suppressed like emotions like the, the fear-based emotions. As soon as you you reframe that and you change your language, it's all love-based now. Like oh, well, I want to go to work. Mm-hmm. Like like oh, I get to do I get to do this today. Like I get to help this person. It's, it's it's like all changing it from self-serving to being of service. It's the same thing. Like same thing, man. It's just uh, yeah, completely shifts your mentality and your mood. Dude, you you do a great job of this. I want to acknowledge you for this, man, because <laughs> because a lot of people think ah, you know, I hate my job. Yeah, there's no fulfillment. I'm not helping anyone at my job. There's no self-satisfaction that I get from my work. A lot of people are probably stuck in this mm-hmm. mentality. I know for a fact that when you go to job, you think about who can you serve in this moment in front of you, whether it's a client, whether it's a colleague, whether it's someone you're on the train with, or someone you're having lunch with. In that moment, what level of service or appreciation or presence can you give to that? And then that then becomes your, your purpose mm. in that moment. That's what gives you that fulfillment when you see someone else benefit from being around you. So there's that like the realization that you, in every single moment, your your purpose is always there. It's right in front of you, mm. and that's that. That was really the invitation that I, I I wanted to give to people when I went through my accounting job, and for a long time I was in such resistance to my job. I was like, "Fucking hate this, man. Yeah. This is this ain't me. Like this is shit. Yeah. I, I'm not getting any fulfillment out of this." Until I started showing up in my job with, "Okay, this is, what's in front of me is." is this is here for a reason. My pur- it's trying to show me my purpose. Mm. And when I started to treat, shift my perspective, the people around me started to change as well. And all of a sudden, your whole life transforms without anything external from you transforming. Just your inner perspective changes. Yeah. So I think you really live by that perspective in a powerful way. So for people who are listening who are in an environment they don't want to be in, they're in a relationship they don't want to be in, that shift in perspective to who can I serve, who can I help, what type of person can I show up as to, to, to be a, a guiding light for other people? Mm. Trading your expectations for appreciation. Yeah, just like man, so that's all. It's, I appreciate that, man. But uh, yeah. they're all great messages. Like, uh, what you talk about a lot. It's like it's like you live inside out. Mm. Like, like this, this the, it's the way of least resistance, the way of least effort, the way of like I I I think most happiness is living inside first like working working on that and then everything on the outside just like completely changes it's like you it's like you change like the like change the cellophane in front of your glasses from like black to white it's like you just see this clearer like lighter world like everyone yeah. seems to be nicer to you but it's like it's not people nicer to you you just focus on the nice people like you know what i mean and i remember like there's something i was i can't remember who told me but i was like i used to, I used to have people that i like worked with and other things were like oh like i think low self-value and like always wanting to talk about themselves like always wanted to tell people like oh this is who i am like this is why i this is why mm-hmm. i'm good or like not in those exact terms but like always trying to show people their value and i was just i was just like instead of like actually no, it was a friend of mine who complained like no one asked me no one asked me about myself like no one asked me things about me i was so much like i have so much value that i want to show and i'm like instead of complaining about people not asking you questions why don't you ask them questions oh 
like and it completely changes it completely like and i know you're like you're one of the best people at this yeah. like you just like genuinely listening to people and like wanting to know about their life all of a sudden they're so interested in your life and my my mum has a good anecdote about this where she met this guy they met this guy at a bar he was like you know half pissed and she just sat there and just like listened to him for like an hour and a half like, he was just chatting and chatting and chatting and then he finished the conversation and he said, wow, you're one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Like, he didn't, like, he didn't ask her one wow. question, but he thought wow. she was the most, in, like, fascinating person. I'm like, that's what, that's how people perceive you yeah. when you, when you just want to, like, want to know, like, want to, you can just be there for someone or want to know about yeah. them. And so many people that just want to, like, just, just want someone to listen to them. I think I went off a bit on a tangent. No, dude. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned after doing a lot of work one-on-one -on -one with people now is males and females process their emotions in different ways. Mm. Females, for a lot of the time, if they're going through a hard time or if they've got some stuff they want to get out, mm. all us males need to do is just be a space for them to talk yeah. and get things out. Oh, I mean, I've been through... Without us having I've to... A, I've had a lot of learnings yeah, through that. But, like, we instantly think we need to fix something. Yeah. When all they want is yeah. us to just be a space to listen and say, yeah, yeah that's all right. It's, it's okay that you feel that. Well, what else? Like, what else you want to get out and just be? Yeah, damn. Yeah, that would that would suck. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. We don't have to. We don't have to fix it. There's nothing wrong with what they're feeling, and we give them the space to process their emotions. At the end of it, they go, "Oh wow, I feel better. Yeah. I feel better." And that's all we have to do. And then, what I've noticed, as men, for us, it's alone time. Yeah. Guys, it's alone time. We we gotta have yeah. the the man yeah. cave. Yeah. We gotta have the before I come out and talk about my emotions, I need to go and just, just process it myself. Yeah. Because if I start trying to t talk to my girlfriend around, I can't believe this happened to me today, this is how I'm feeling, it's pulling me into my feminine, too much into my feminine side. It creates an imbalance in my energies. Guys, we process emotions I internally, either talking with other lads, going to a man cave, meditating, movement, like this is this is our way of dealing with our stuff. Women, it's communicate, express. They just want to get it out. Yeah, I've learned that. I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I too often dive in to try and fix a problem. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm still <laughs> I'm still coming to terms with that. It's something I'm still improving on. But I yeah, I agree. I agree. My, as soon as I as soon as I have a as soon as I have a problem, I always go like like silence like I just like I don't want anyone to talk to me mm. I don't want anyone to be around I just want to be like even if even if I'm like in a shopping mall like just I just want to like be with myself like I can just walk like walk somewhere or yeah and I think I think you bang on man so there's a go for, for guys listening who can you go out and listen to today who particularly females but even men in what conversation can you go into and be a space for someone else to process whatever it is they're holding on to? And then for women on the other side, who are the friends in your life who need you the most right now? Who are the friends in your, in your life who you can reach out to and be like, hey, what's going on? You know, what's on your mind? What do mm -hmm. you want to talk about? And then just be a space for them without having to fix, without judging. Just be a space for them to open up. Yeah. And be felt, be heard, be seen. Well, it's, it's yeah. Someone else... I, I, Speaking the other day about something I know that you came across was as soon as you started doing, so as soon as you started putting out content and like putting out messages of like how you were feeling and being more vulnerable 
from the perspective of you know most you know mid twenties men. Mm. You get blokes DM like DMing yeah. you, and they reach out because you've created a space for them to be themselves. And I think that's a lesson for anyone. Um, something you do far better than me is being like, if you're a young man, be vulnerable enough. Like overcome the fear of being judged, or you know, you're not manly anymore because you you want to express your emotion. Because as soon as you do, there's man, there's like hundreds of people that feel exactly the same way that you do that you would have just changed someone's day by opening up and expressing yourself. Because, man, it's, it happens happens far too often. That's not that's not just men, but like women tendently usually have a better, better, like easier time at doing it. But, man, just as soon as you be vulnerable, you open up such a massive space for other people to, like, to be there. Mm. Yeah. Man, you do that. You do that fantastically. Thank you, brother. Mm. I feel like it's so relatable when anyone's vulnerable because a part of the human experience is to go through a range of emotions. Mm. And when we're vulnerable, we allow others to be okay with feeling some of these negative emotions that sometimes we don't want to feel. You know, shame, embarrassment, unworthiness, um, insecurity. And like you said, women are often better at expressing that or showing it getting out these emotions whereas guys we, we just like push them down because we don't feel this but when you recognize that this is a, this is a part of the human experience it's like a yep. collective it's a collective resonance with what we're discussing because we all have experienced a form of this in some of some level we all go through ups and downs good yep. times bad times yeah and when you talk about it it's sort of like it gives a space for us, someone else to be like yeah fuck I've, I felt that as well mm. or maybe I didn't process that in the right way and, and it's there's no fucking, there's no right or wrong, mate. We're all like, no, that's right. We're all learning as we go. No, that's right. You know, you realize, you realize yeah. once you start, like once you drop the facade of like the identity you're trying to uphold, like I can't like, oh, it was in one oh, of the books man. you read where it was like, I think Eckhart says it, yeah. where it's like 90, 95% of your energy is spent maintaining your illusion. Oh, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. as soon as you give up trying to like present this perfect picture of yourself, you realize how similar we all are. Like, man, right Jeez. now we're in a time that's, like, more disconnected than ever. Like, even with all the technologies we have, people are lonely, man. People are lonely. They feel isolated because everyone's trying to uphold this image. And the more you can let that down, be vulnerable, be yourself, you instantly realize how similar we all are. Like, we, every human experiences happiness. They all experience sadness. No matter what level of sadness it is, we all go through large or small peaks of depression like we all have anxiety we all have fears and we're all we're all so much more similar than we than we think but you don't realize because you constantly see this it's like a it's like a canvas where everyone's like they've got themselves and they then they paint their perfect their perfect version of themselves yeah. and that's the version they show us it's like yeah no put that away like because they're, they're all different like they're mm. all they don't have anything in common it's too surface level mm. like Let's strip it back, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's a much it's a much nicer world to live in when we can all we yeah. can all feel comfortable being ourselves. I feel the change that we can live by is living by you know, we we talk about this stuff, but then going into an encounter with someone, the true practice, the true measure of the man is yeah. can you look beyond the canvas yeah. and still speak to that 
loving awareness that's underneath it all. Yeah. That is the same that's in me, the same that's in you. Yeah. And when you see someone from that place, it's like it just levels life into this like level playing field. And for a lot of the times, a lot of people have never been seen from that place. Mm. And when they come in contact with you or or anyone, me or anyone else who's giving someone a attention, non-judgmental attention. Yeah, that's what it is. Eh? It's there's there's a different energy that they come out of the conversation with. Yeah. No, that's it. You know, man, the ju- like judgment's a big one, man. Yeah, judgment's a like, a, cause that's the, that's like, I feel like that's that's part of the problem that's created this, like, large amount of like, um, illusion that people are trying to uphold now is because, it's the fear of the judgment from being themselves. I mean, like it's the same way we we're saying with like the questions and like, opening up space for others. The less you judge, the more you'll find people are not judging you mm. because you're not looking like you're not you're not focusing on it you know what i mean yeah you're not you're not looking for it like like i know people that walk into social situations and like everyone that talks everyone that looks at them everyone that laughs it's all about them like mm. without any of it being true it's the falsification like people are like oh that person looked at me and then laughed that's like they must think i'm ugly or they must think i'm wearing something out they don't like or like and they go into their shell and they put up their guard. It's like instantly gone. And like, let's let roll it back and, and like try and like, even if it's, I find even if it's ignorant, like put on the rose colored glasses, try and see the best in everyone first mm. before they give you a reason not to. Because then it's like, I don't know, it's just, it creates this friction otherwise where everyone's like, everyone's so tense, like in social situations, mm. everyone's like, everyone's got these masks on. I can I can only say try as much as possible to not judge the situations in front of you, including yourself. Cause that's a big one, man. Self judgment. Most people, most people, I reckon, like ninety percent of the judgment is actually themselves, and they reflect it onto other people. Yeah. It's like it's just like the example I just gave. It's like that person looked at me and laughed. They mustn't think my dress is good enough, or like it's that that's your judgment of yourself yeah, it's you not thinking you reflecting look it on yeah. someone else yeah like that's that's the big thing uh, like and that falls into what you were talking about before like self like self-love like how do you mm. how do we encourage that how do we encourage like the in like the inner perfection that you are you know what i mean without all of these like falsifications on top these like these things that don't really matter like mm. they're just there to buy the time you know what i mean mm. how do we encourage that oh yeah it's a great it's a great it's a great level of awareness to see the judgment the the judgment of others as a reflection of judgment of yourself mm. because one, the minute you notice that you 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 now see an opportunity in most encounters where if you get triggered by something someone said or if you notice yourself judging someone else what something someone else has said it's an opportunity for you to go in and look at what part of you is feeling unworthy is feeling not good enough is feeling shame, is feeling embarrassed. Mm. Because the way we cope with that is we go, them, it's this, it's that. Yeah. That's, that's what we were talking about before. Like, it's the same thing, personal responsibility. Yeah. It's like the more you can, like that's, for me, that's the gateway to living this, like the life we're talking about being inside out. Is taking personal responsibility is saying, I have the ability to change or choose how I live inside first like like 
every everything that happens outside, you control the reaction to it. You control the choice. You control everything, like everything up until your fingertips, like is your decision, and you can choose how to cope with the things around you, which in fairness is like 95% of the, of your life. Mm. Like things happen outside, but you control how you react. Taking that personal responsibility. Why am I feeling this way? It's most likely a blockage or something that you're holding on to or something that's, that's something that's like stuck emotion rather than blaming and saying, oh, I must be feeling this way because of that person or because of my job. Like go inside first, mm. take that personal responsibility, like question and you realize that something something's you're holding on to something or something that you haven't dealt with that you're imposing on something else external to you mm. yeah dude i love that thank you for sharing that it's just a, it's and all that is it's a level of just reprogramming the patterns in your mind to instead of the default setting for a lot of us is to blame things outside of us yeah same, same way, same way we try to gain things outside yeah yeah so now we just reverse the programming and say every time that I don't feel good, that's a trigger for me to go in inward mm. instead of looking outward. Most people, alcohol, TV, social media, gossip with friends. We go get busy to get away from the feelings that are going on inside. What if it was the inverse? Every time I don't feel good, I now slow down. I now go within and go, okay, there's a part of me in here asking for attention and love. Let's be with that. Yeah, let's observe it. Let's feel it. Let's ask what it's trying to communicate to me, which is often quite, quite painful. Yeah, when you first yeah. start doing, it. especially if it's someone with a lot of trauma or mm. a lot of past pain, or that that process can be, can be hard, mm. like really hard. I don't know. Do you, do you, mm. Is there any way that you found that like people, like, because I, I feel like I had an easy time. Mm. I had a great childhood, like nothing really, nothing. I didn't have too many great traumas. So I, I, when, I, when I first started this journey, I feel like I didn't have much to rectify along that journey, along that path. But have you got any advice on how, maybe, like how people could find it an easier process to mm. deal with that pain when they, when they encounter it or when they look within? Mm. It's ask for support, man. Yeah. God damn, man. People, ask. You need to ask yourself if you're ready to process the pain. Mm. Ask the universe. Some, the teacher will appear. Like, to, to be honest, that's the only reason I've been able to go in and reprocess a lot of the traumas that have been buried in deep in there that I wouldn't probably never have got to by myself. It need, there needed to be a loving space that a someone else held a container for me to go in and go back and reprocess some of the emotions I was hanging on to. And I, I'm very lucky. Mine, mine you know to different levels of severity for different people. Like mine were never like that bad, but it was still painful. Mm. But when you have someone there to hold your hand and guide you and remind you that this is, it's, you're in a safe place, you're all good. It's, uh, for me, that's what made it a lot easier. Mm. So yeah, that's like, if, there's, if someone feels like they're alone and they don't have access to anyone, man, we've got social media. There's like, there, there are people out there who can yeah, there's a lot of people willing sport. to help, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, before we wrap this up, mate, I know you're going to get going surely, but if anyone resonated with what you were saying and they want to reach out and have a conversation with you, where can they re where can they find you? That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, what's, the, what's the easiest place? Instagram? 
Instagram. DM me. J- What's your Instagram? J Cole Eleven. J Cole Eleven. Uh, J Cole like the rapper or J Cole? No, like? J- <laughs> Collins, mate. Collins. J C O L L. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Man, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on public. Feel free to message whoever mm. wants to message. Mm. I'm more than happy to. Uh, I'm more than happy to start conversations, man. The more, the more conversations we can have, the more open we can be, man. The friendlier the world's going to be. Mm. The more connections we can create. Yeah. It's just, no, like, I, I'm, I'm determined as possible to make people drop the illusions, man. Like, like, because that's, like, that's, that's what I find hurts so many people is this, this illusion of themselves they've been trying to uphold for 20, 30, 40 years and it just takes away so much of their energy. Like, uh, yeah. like something happens, they're trying to control it to conform to their, their image. Like, I have to change this situation so that it fits within who I'm meant to be or who I'm trying to be. That's resistance. Like, all the time, resistance to letting life just go. And then you're just going along with it. Mm. That causes for people so much pain, man. We, just, we can get around that by just having conversations. Like, mm. opening up, doing what you did, you know, going inward. I'm more than happy to have those conversations with people, man. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Uh, it's the thing when we let go of this, when we let go of so much of the past that we carry with us, mm. this heaviness of the past. Yeah. We sometimes don't realize that we can just let it go. You know, sounds sounds, <laughs> sounds easy <laughs> it than it is. <laughs> and once we let it go, there's so much lightness. There's so much love. Uh, there's just so much love that comes through, man. Yeah. You know. Uh, for me, my mission statement is I want, I, want, I want everyone to get access to that, man. The unconditional love that's just in there waiting, waiting to come through, except we're just blocking it from all the stuff we're holding on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I agree, man. Brother, I just want to acknowledge you, man. This is awesome to be able to have these conversations back here in Perth at, yeah. at my home and our home. and yeah i'm sure we're gonna i'm gonna be in sydney again soon so i would love to do another in-person one with you no it's been awesome seeing you on this journey eh? yeah i still remember when we did the first one like even chatting about it starting up and now here we are what yeah nearly three years later seeing where you've come from so Mm. it's unbelievable man thanks brother thank you well guys if anyone enjoyed this conversation you know check josh out on instagram um i'm at, at state shifters and until the next episode thanks so much for joining us thanks buddy yeah cheers guys well, 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 there we have it. I hope you enjoyed that one. If you did, again, do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It's at State Shifters. Check it out, subscribe. Leave a comment, especially if you really like that one, leave a comment. And even better, uh, share the love. Send it out to someone who you think would resonate with that. Maybe someone who's living overseas. Maybe someone who might resonate with some of the ideas we shared. And yeah, we got lots more to come. So guys, thank you so much. Uh, just want to acknowledge how grateful I am for the people who are tuning into this stuff because uh, it's a big year, 2020. We've got a big year ahead. And, and you know, when we come together and share the insights that we're having on our journey and we resonate off these very similar um, understandings, then it's really going to amplify our growth. So thank you. I appreciate you. And we'll see you in the next episode.